Welcome to the A1 with Moi. I am so excited because I have such a great guest today. And I know I say that a lot, but it's because I really have some amazing people that I chat to for this podcast. And I just want to bring you the best every single time. So for today's guest, we have the director of creator community at TikTok in Los Angeles. Now, I met Kutzi a few years ago when he still had a YouTube channel called The Snatched Show. He's gone on to do the most incredible things, including becoming the director of creative community at TikTok. But his story is such a beautiful one and it's really an inspiring one about pursuing your dreams. So I wanted to start at the beginning from Zimbabwe to South Africa. And then we go on to talk about him pursuing his dreams in LA and how he's now become one of the executives at a leading social media platform. I mean, TikTok was one of those companies that pretty much took over 2020. Kutzi has gone on to do some incredible things, even being named one of the Hollywood Reporter's 35 Under 35 executives. And he was also named Fortune's 40 Under 40 in tech. So we're going to start right at the beginning. And I do hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, make sure you share it. And if you post it on social media, tag me. At Moi the A1. I was born in Zimbabwe, um, in Harare, which, you know, a lot of people I haven't been to Zim, but it's such a beautiful country, the nicest people. Um, and growing up was great. I mean, very, like, grew up in the suburbs, very, like, family, very sheltered, very connected, um, and, like, a lot of love. And I was a I was a very studious child. I loved school, and I still I still do love school. Um, I spent a lot of my time really just like loving to learn. I was I was a kid who didn't want to miss a day of school. You know how some people like are excited to miss a day of school. I'm I'm not that person. Gotcha. I would I would be stressed to miss a day of school because I wouldn't want to like miss out on the learning and make sure that I knew where I was going. So. That was like growing up. So, and then my family moved to South Africa in the year, like 99, end of 1999, early 2000. Um, well, end of 1999. And I stayed in, in Zim actually for two years. I was in boarding school. And, and that, but I absolutely hated boarding school. Like I hated it, hated it. I'm just like not that person for the intense boarding school experience. I'm definitely more of a sensitive child. So it just did not work out very well for me. And then I asked my parents to leave. And then I went to South Africa where I finished um, high school in Joburg at Hyde Park High School, which was really a great experience. Yeah. Um, and then I was doing, I was doing, um, and then I ended up going to UCT to do accounting. Yeah, let, let's talk about UCT and accounting because um, you, I, I would pin you as a pretty creative person, um, which I believe following your journey you are. But where did accounting kind of come in? So I think it came in, so it's like a theme that I've realized in my life about really trying to know who you are and what you want and going for that. And I would say like as a, as a child, I was always someone with, you know, the disease to please. I think yeah. of doing the thing that was the least um, rocky that people would accept. So growing up, of course, you know, accounting, um, finance in general, doctor, engineer, lawyer, like those are the professions that are like great. And accounting just ha happened to be greatly marketed. And there was the business school, chartered accountant um, 
sorry, business science chartered accountant degree at Cape Town, which is a great degree, which I ended up doing. And I, I would say it's a combination of um, a profession that was great and like taught me a lot, but also one that was me not following my own heart and like what I wanted to do. Um, and also something that I was actually just good at in general. Like I wasn't, I was actually a pretty dope accountant if I do say so myself. So it was a path of least resistance, but it was also like a really intense path because it's like really hard to get that chartered accountant um, yeah. designation and the degrees before that too. And was that the time the Snatch show occurred? Were you at UCT or were you working at the time? That's, I know, that's a YouTube channel that I know you from. Yeah, I was working. So UCT, I graduated in... 2009 which is crazy 10 years 11 years ago and then i went to do my articles as in to get my ca degree and that's when i started snatched i realized i do this thing whenever i am feeling uninspired mm -hmm. in life i end up creating videos like i end up like in in like a creative space yeah it's because i'm i'm like i'm a creator at my heart mm -hmm. like i'm just like it's who i am and when i feel like I'm just like not getting what I need from the world. I, I create, like I used to be a blogger and then I, you know, did all this stuff while I was at UCT before. And then I ended up, um, I, used to, I used to watch like so much YouTube. I still do watch a lot of just online video in general. Mm -hmm. I watch a lot. Um, and I was watching all of these shows from the US, which were like, like straight to camera with like two people, mm -hmm. kind of what they called kitchen table talk, which is like how you would speak with your friends. Mm -hmm. But like there's a camera watching and I've always been obsessed with like formats and I was like, what is this? Because I haven't if you go back to that time, it seems so like people think of it now as like, hey, guys, welcome back to my channel. But mm -hmm. at that time, that like just didn't was, it was like a new thing. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, like 10 years ago it was a very new thing. Uh, well, yeah. So this is like 2010, 2012. Wait, I started articles 2010. So it was like 2011, 2012. I was like, we should do we should do something here yeah. with my friend. And like, I put together the slide deck. I'm like, this is what the world needs. They need young Africans talking to young Africans about young African issues couched in inspiration and like upliftment because you know, we're amazing. This you saw it before it became a trend. You, you were there. I was trying, but it was because it was because that's what I needed. Yeah. And I also realized I do this thing. I create things that I need. Mm -hmm. So I always try to be like, and I, and so, let me quick digression. So I was like to my friend Lindy, one of my best friends, Lindy, who we started the show with, like, let's create the show. And we always have two things that we do is what is the intention for the show? Like at the beginning of every planning session, like if someone was to see this, what do you want them to feel, do, think and act? Wow. We would literally like pray about it, like at the beginning of each taping. And then there's footage of us literally praying before an episode. And then two, we would say if I'm in if I'm the viewer, put myself in the seat of the person that is watching, um, what would I want to see or watch mm -hmm. or know? Um, and that's how that kind of show came to be. And it was, it was weird. We would shoot it every weekend. We were doing like one a week. We shot it, probably should have done like, now that, now, now that I know what I know about what it takes <laughs> to grow, we should have done like three videos yeah. a week. But, uh, but <laughs> some content. But, um, exactly. Um, but, yeah, we would shoot every weekend um, and edit. And it was a little ratchet in the beginning because, you know, you just have a camera, maybe like a, one light, you don't know what you're doing. And mm -hmm. then you like get the mic and then you like fix the editing and then you fix the graphics like yeah. bit by bit. But there was something about that's just like, it, which is like my new thing in life about like taking action and just moving forward, mm -hmm. but just iterating forward. You're not going to be perfect at the time. Yeah. You know, at the first time you try your best, but you know, you'll learn and then go forward. 
And then that's how that show started. And that show, I still talk about it today. And people are like, sir, you got to let it go. But I really think it was a pioneer show because it was the first time some people had seen themselves in on like YouTube in that way, having mm. the conversations that they like have with their friends in a really organic way, but uplifting. And also um, like some of the guests we had on that show, like Coconut Kells was like a guest on that show like years ago, like yeah. who people love, like, you know, and like meeting people like you and then Miss Lally and like pop culture and just being in that time of like early YouTube in South Africa was just like so, so fun. Cause it was just so new and everyone just like figuring it out, you know? It really was. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I feel like those were the golden days in a way because we did it purely for the love of it. We did it because we wanted to see um, something that we had not seen necessarily. We wanted to create something that we had not seen in terms of the African storylines or the African version of it. I'm not necessarily the African version, but just our stories really um, in whatever shape and form that right. is with McClally, with beauty, pop culture, with topics and conversations, with the snatch show, with entertainment on the A1. But I love the fact that you guys were so intentional about every single episode that you were like what do we want people to feel and take away from this i think that's a big takeaway that a lot of people should still do in any context that they're creating from or producing from or working right. at let's, exactly yeah so let's talk about leaving accounting now did you go to stanford before you left accounting when on secondment so i went on a, a work mm -hmm. assignment to san francisco um, to with accounting to do accounting for like six months it was great it was amazing and but I, got, I didn't love accounting it was like very intense actually but like got like exposed me to the world to the first time in the US it's just so fun you know when you're just like seeing the world for the first yeah. time it's just like so fun and then um, it's a very specific moment while I was in San Francisco a friend of mine Zippo who people might not might know from just the She's a motivational coach mm -hmm. and speaker in South Africa. She was at Stanford MBA and she was a friend from UCP. And like literally this one day, I needed to go get a haircut. It, it's, it's, it was hard. It's hard to find um, a barber, you know, out there in those streets because it's not <laughs> it's not all black out there. Yeah. Um, so I was like, everyone. And then there was this guy that was Jamal in 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 Palo Alto, mm -hmm. who's amazing. So I drove all the way from San Francisco to Palo Alto. And then when I was there, I was like, oh, um, I remember that Zippo's at Stanford. Let me go say hi, just go visit her. Um, so I drove 45 minutes to go get a haircut. And then like, let me go see Zippo. And then I just went to visit her on campus and I fell in love with Stanford, right? Like in a way that was just so, I was like, I need to go here. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just like, it was almost like I was cold. I was cold there, mm -hmm. um, and it was like I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to figure this out because I love the school. Then I bought this sweatshirt that had Stanford on it. I would wear it everywhere, pretending like I, I went there. I was like manifesting in my head, um, and then I went back home because my secondment ended. So then I came back to South Africa, and then I started, and then I started to man in management consulting. So still working, but I was like. In order to like live this life dream that I wanted of yeah. like in, working in entertainment, which is what I it was always in my heart, you know, this idea of being true to who you are, I need a pivot. I need a way to transition industries and business school or an MBA is one of the ways you can do that. Yeah. So then I ended up applying to Stanford and then getting in and then going back to the US. 
So that's that timeline of how that happened. Now, Kutzi had quite a defining moment that had to do with the car crash. And I really wanted to chat to him about that because he describes that time as being a defining moment for him, especially in knowing that he wanted to pursue something creative and something more than what he was currently doing. So we're going to go back into the chat and I'm going to ask him about that particular car crash. That story actually that involved like a car accident was actually my first year of articles, um, Uh first year of accounting, which was the actual turning point um, that inspired me to start the Snatched show. It was this idea of like, you cannot live your life um, on autopilot asleep, just following like the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like a wake up call to me because I remember that moment of like this car crash and actually feeling And this is terrible to say, like a kind of relief that I didn't have to go to work. And it's like, you have this great, it was still a great job. You're learning, you're growing, you are getting paid, you know, gratitude. But at the same time, you are who you are. Mm -hmm. And you have the dreams that you have and the life that you want to have. And I think for me, that was just like such a like incredible turning point of like, if you're going to live this life, you better live it. You better live it fully and like like live it the way you want to have it. Otherwise you'll just keep going down this road of never having done the things that you really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so that actually spurred like a lot of creative pursuits and that's where snatch came from, which then gave visibility to snatch to me wanting to take entertainment and media slash technology to like the next level and, and, um, going to school and then working in the industry. So, um, scary moment, but really important to me. The move to LA and making that decision to go forth and Mm -hmm. pursue what you feel like is true to you. Talk us through kind of that mental process. Yeah, so moving to LA is its own journey too. So um, the Stanford MBA is a two-year program. Mm -hmm. So you have um, your one like foundational, then your two is kind of like classes that you are interested in. And in the middle, you have an internship time or a break. Some people don't do an internship, but most people do. And I interned at Hulu, um, the um, TV and movie streaming website. And then, and I loved it. It was so great and met so many people from the industry. Like the first time, like living and working in LA, like a dream, a dream. But also realized like there's this like balance that I love, as much as I love TV and movies, I really love user generated content. Like I love, Mm. you know, because I just love creators. I love like people who imagine stuff and bring it to life because that's who I am too. Um, so I figured, okay, this was phenomenal, but I also want to try my hand at working, um, at a platform. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, of all the online platforms, I somewhat discussed a platform called Musical.ly in a class that I was in, an investor. And then I was like, oh, he's like, you should check it out. And I did. And I kind of finessed and hustled my way to talk to the people in, um, in, they were actually based in San Francisco at the time. In San Francisco, they're like, there's no, there's actually no job right now. We're just like figuring it out. But I kept going and just being like, well, if there was a job, this is what I would do. Very mm-hmm. much unsolicited, just like <laughs> shooting my shot. You got to be bold. You, you know? do. Nice. Um, and then you got to be bold. And then um, I graduated. So I graduated with no job. Most people had a job. So that was already very stressful. But um, there was a little bit of traction with some other platforms. And then... Um, TikTok, which was then called Musical.ly. And then um, I found 
this is why I love black people. I found um, someone who worked at the company. Her, her, um, I don't need to say her name, but she was black and she just like took a shot on me. She's like, okay, let's have lunch and like we'll chat it out. And like mm -hmm. I'll talk to my boss who works at the company and like I'll send her um, your resume and we'll figure it out. Um, and then we did, and then like I got to meet her boss in the next few days, and then I was offered like a job like straight up, like like the day after. Oh, wow. um, so. So it was about finesse, hustle, community, yeah. um, being bold. And then I ended up in LA and then um, I've kind of just stayed then. It's, how long have I been in LA? It's actually crazy. It's going to be almost four years in like two months. Wow. Um, yeah, which is a long time. So I've just been like growing and kind of my career and just like meeting people, networking and just um, putting my head down and doing the work, you know? Yeah. I mean... Was there any time you felt like this is really stressful? I have my doubts. Did I make the right decision? Was there any of those moments? I mean, moving to LA with no job, trying to find a job is beyond stressful. I remember call, I called my parents. I was calling my parents every day. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know. I don't know. I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm stressed. Because I'm like sleeping on my friends' couches. I'm just like, it's like, it's just a tough. It was like actually really tough. I think it was a great way to know how resilient one can be. Yeah. Um, and then, like, with the job, too, I think it's, like, new company that's growing. Luckily, it's doing well. But at the same time, like, this is my life. Do I want to live here? I'm away from my, like, community and family and friends at home, um, which is very important to me. Um, is this, is this, is, am I actually growing? Uh, do I want to stay here for the long term? So I would say over those like four years, especially in the first two to three, mm -hmm. I would, I mean, I speak to my sister almost every day. I call like Lindy like every other week, like literally telling her, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm like stressed. Is this the right thing? So I keep going. So um, scared for sure. But I've also learned now you're going to be scared anyway. So just like keep going. It's like part of the, it's like, I think of the, uh, the, that feeling, cause I know what, I feel like I know what it is now. It's just like part of like the growth. Yeah. I can tell like sometimes, like sometimes my chest is really tight and I'm just like a little bit anxious. I'm like, what is going on mm -hmm. to my, this, 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 I talk to myself like that. I'm like, what's happening here? Um, and it's like, no, I just feel some uncertainty or um, it's just like a really stressful time or I, I, I don't have that same community that I do at home that I need to build, like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I realize it's all just part of the growth, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk about TikTok, right? Because you joined at the time, you hustled your way in. Yeah, so I joined in 2016 and, you know, I've had multiple roles in a fast growing company like that. Your job is really your one job plus all the other 10 things that need to get done um, that we're all kind of hustling and doing. So I got to learn a lot really quickly, meet a lot of people um, and get to try out a lot of different hats and roles, which is really fun. Um, I must say, I, I, we, I mean, we still work really hard, but you know, in those days you were literally doing everything. Yeah. Um, I once managed the Instagram and like, you know, a lot of things that you would think like, who, like, is this what we're doing? But like, yes, it was great because I got to connect with all these millions of um, followers of the platform, which is really fun. And kind of now I've really grown into this creative community world, which is really about nurturing um, creators 
as as a like as a whole on the platform. So from the, the first time creator to the emerging creator to the you know rising creator all the way to the top creator, how do we make sure that everyone feels welcome on TikTok, loved by TikTok, has the right offerings, communication from the platform, mm -hmm. um, elevation opportunities, and really helping people build a career at, like and move across that journey? That's my actual job. Um, you know, of course, with like all the and working with the different teams and really being a voice for the creator mm -hmm. in the platform. Because um, we spend a lot of time talking to creators, getting their feedback, really understanding like the pulse. I always ask the team, I'm like, what is, what is, um, what are the creators feeling? You know, like what is the, the, the pulse of the creators? Yeah. And then like, you know, being that person internally that really fights for that creator voice. Mm. Love that. I also love the fact that you're like, look, we did everything in the beginning. I think sometimes people see all these massive companies and you just think, oh, okay, cool. It's probably just this one thing. But you were like, no, we, we did everything in the beginning. We learned how to do this part and that part. Um, how do you think that played into your personal growth? Because you did have to learn and probably be quick on your feet and do a number of things at that time. Yeah, it's interesting because at the time, it was just like so fast, it was so much mm -hmm. that you couldn't even like receive how much you were growing, if that That's makes you. sense. Yeah. So like, you know, from planning a partnership to doing social media, to then red lighting, red lining like business agreements as if I was a lawyer, <laughs> um, and then um, kind of talking to our top creators, taking them to, you know, the VMAs or something and coming back yeah. and um, like launching new features with creators, like that all happens in like one time. Cause that's marketing, BD partnerships, sure. um, community, social media, content programming, all in like one world. Um, and that was such like a push and pull and like, can you even handle it? And I think you always put in situations like, I don't know how to do this, but it's like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna figure it out. Like we're gonna figure it out or ask the right people and like being able to like know that you can stretch and grow mm -hmm. um, even if you don't know how to do something by asking the right questions, really leaning on a team um, was like such an important thing for me to experience because you know, as I think about like just continuing to develop and grow, it's really important to know that you can figure it out. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think it's really easy to, to to get like give up because like oh i don't know how to do that no you can figure it out it's called yeah. google <laughs> and we'll fi we'll figure it out but what have been some of the highlights in this journey with tiktok um just moments where you're like oh my gosh this 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 is happening oh my god i've had so many that it's almost like living a dream yeah um because i know when i post stuff i know what it looks like to people like it's all this like amazing stuff but it's also like a lot of work for every yeah. moment but um i think i've had a bunch of highlights um like early on it was just like i would say like just being in la is like a highlight because i think <laughs> i know what that dream looks like and what people like think it is and like there's parts of it that is that parts of it that are not but just like being in the game is one yeah two i think like early on also it was going to all this cool stuff like getting to go to the vmas and like be on the red carpet and then like you know go to the show um and like the american music awards just like all these things that we see from home that are yeah. like so 
um, like entertainment Hollywood and then meeting the celebrities going to you know um, connect with them and like help them use a platform like that was really early in the game and that was just like so whoa mm -hmm. um, very much like starstruck new green to the industry um, and then I think you know like my actual core highlights like real ones are also just like helping and working with creators to really help them like thrive and find their voice and grow right. there are some creators that I've known for like almost four years at this point who uh -huh. started out when they were like 16 and now they're 20 and like they've had this journey and now they're like these big stars and we used to talk about their dreams and goals and music and it's like it's happening and just like witnessing them become their biggest and best selves is thrive is, is so joy bringing to me and then i would say um like being able to shine a light and celebrate diverse voices yeah. particularly young black talent, creators of color. So like at TikTok, we just did a, hash, a Make Black History Creator Summit for Black History Month in February. And really ha having people feel seen, loved, understood, uplifted for the first time in their lives. Because I know what that means to have someone, you know, choose you and like pick you and empower you. And they'll never forget it and will hope to continue it. But they'll also go out and spread that to other people. Like that's like my actual life mission. Um, and that's what I love like actually the most yeah and i love that you are perfectly positioned to yeah. do that because you know there's certain people in certain roles and they had that role and they do the job but the passion and the love for the creator especially somebody who knows what it's like to be a young creator who knows what it's like to want to create something want to see other people be reflected in that and so i think that's actually really really awesome it is you are right from the outside it looks amazing seeing you at the vmas and i believe was was it tony braxton that was performing at the vmas and you're like oh my gosh it's all her life it was the ama and i AMAs, love tony braxton right i love tony it was just like what and because because everyone else is like you know the pop women that are killing it right now but for me it was really um like those legendary moments of like the tonys and um meeting mariah carey i'm just like what is even happening like it's actually legends it's so cool let's talk about the press and the things that you've had to or have accomplished, for example, I believe it's the Hollywood Reporter, 35 under 35. Are those just like personal pat on the back? Um, it's so interesting because I think of those as work. Like I think of those <laughs> as like work in the journey. Uh -huh. I think there's like, there's like, and in a good way, not in a like <laughs> tedious good. way. I think there's like, because people, I realize people love press and just want to be like in the media but like you know to do like media well like you you need to like work at that and train at that like mm -hmm. it's not a easy thing and also putting yourself out there means like more people see you but like you can also get some energy back that maybe you do not want from certain people mm -hmm. um so i've just had to learn to to be really clear about my intention being able to communicate it um and it feels great like the hollywood the hollywood reporter um next gen top 35 and 35 i was just like whoa because again we were just working i'm just like i'm i'm working work, i work we work so much and yeah. in, in a way because we're so passionate and we're just like grinding and grinding and then when you see these things you're like whoa and like everyone's like congratulations and like i, I at the time even when we were like doing it i and like even the shoot of it I couldn't even receive the magnitude of it because mm. I was just like, we're working, you know, like even in the shoot, I'm like answering people's questions and the emails and like doing stuff. But I've now 
you must receive your moments and be thankful for them and take a pause to appreciate it because it is a big deal. Um, and you know, you must have that gratitude for it. Um, and just give it space to, to, for you to feel it and like be happy for yourself too, you know? And then, and then continue on with the work. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Cause I think very hardworking people, which you definitely are, it's hard sometimes to just enjoy those moments because your, your mind is probably onto the next thing. Your mind's already focused on, we still need to do this. We still need to make sure this happens. Um, but I do hope you continue to just soak in those moments because they're pretty amazing. You worked hard for it. You moved across the, the world for it. And so I definitely hope you continue to just take in those moments. Thank you. Sure. Um, let's talk about COVID's impact on, on TikTok. I mean, if there was something that none of us saw coming was quarantine life, that's for sure. But I wonder from you guys, from the company, from people who work there, how has it been for you guys? Because for everybody saying, okay, cool, TikTok is one of those companies that is flourishing and doing amazing during quarantine, which is, I hope, which is true. But from you guys, is it like a really stressful time? Are Are you taking it in? in a different way how has it been on the receiving end um i think there's like at the company and then as you know as as the app i think for the app it's been um well you know this time is like really challenging and difficult for like everyone everyone mm-hmm. you know the world we're, we're affected we're, we're told to like pause and for some people it's actually devastating in terms of you know their job security and financial security for other people it's you know um their loved ones and health um and you know and then like just general kind of like world anxiety about like this like you know the term people use unprecedented time but it really is and um for you know for the platform i think there's two things one you know it's become a a gathering place for community to create and like find a little bit of joy within you know a time that is very stressful and challenging and being able to work at a platform that brings a little bit of the light in what could be considered a dark time um is truly a privilege and really um an honor to work at at the same time we care about our community a lot so like we've been focused on a lot of covid 19 relief efforts for our community which you know spans um healthcare workers to to like educators and teachers to families to artists and musicians um and actors and you know and and just making sure that we are providing the support where we can in terms of um um, funds that we launched, partnering with the right NGOs to to donate money and like add credits for small businesses so that they continue to find a new new customers post um, COVID-19. So that's been a lot of the work actually has been spent on COVID-19 relief effort. It's been such a priority. And then for the community that's kind of on TikTok and creating, making sure that they feel supported, that they are being able to be creative and find that joy. Um, so making sure we always have new interesting creative tools for people to use um, and for people to be able to create together on the platform. These are things that are are really important so um that's kind of the impact on the app and then at, at work you know we we are all working from home so just making sure that you know the team is is safe healthy and um is able to continue working um in this in this time yeah i want to know for me because 
as somebody who is a storyteller, somebody who loves content, works in the industry of, you know, user generated content, what would you kind of say to the African kid in regards to that space? Cause in most industries in Africa, we look to the Western for, I don't know, for future trends or the way things are going with technology, it's definitely looked towards that side. Um, I do love that a lot of people are not necessarily focused on that as much anymore. And we are focused on generating our own stories and telling it in our own ways. And I love that. But from somebody who's maybe seen both sides of the coin, what would you say to the African kid in regards to the digital content creation space? Yes, I... I was thinking about this the other day. So quick story. So, mm -hmm. you know, I used to do Snatched, right? Yeah. And like, I would say from a content perspective, that's been the, the content videos or show or whatever you want to call it, that people felt the most connected to me and resonated the most. And almost 10 years later, or like eight years later, it's still the thing people talk about. And I was like, and I've done like other stuff where like, you know, I do like Kudzi Commute when I'm driving to work yep. or some stuff on um, on all the platforms. Mm -hmm. And I think still what people resonated the most is me just being me and like and 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 that's the key. I think what people need to realize is that your superpower mm -hmm. is your story. Your superpower is your authenticity, like who you are. When people think personal brand and spend hours and hours, and I do this too, until I literally had an aha moment last night. I was like, oh, your personal brand is just you. You are the brand. <laughs> yeah. All you have to do is just be and like turn up volume. You don't yeah. have to do all these extra charts and crazy things of like <laughs> trying to um, create this person because you're you're good. So, you know, I would say, who are you? Like own you and, and, and don't make it the deepest, like, oh my God, who am I? I think <laughs> literally your story is who you are. When I used to tell, when Lindy and I used to tell stories about our lives, mm -hmm. that's what resonated the most. Yeah. We didn't have to like fabricate, like it wasn't like add, trying to add source or anything. It was just what it is. And then two is like, and then that becomes your why. Cause when you have your why, your why can then propel you mm -hmm. through anything. Right. Sure. Um, snatched. I used snatched in my Stanford essays to go to, to business school. Like, oh like. God the power of that one show wow you know and i always tell people the power of that one, there were other things in there but like that was like that was like the heart and soul it was like being yourself and two is how do you want to show up like um like what is your vision and with mm -hmm. that what's really important once you have your why okay this is what i feel this is what i want to do like how do you want it to be like what is your vision like what is that is it is it a tv show is it a, a big online show is it a book is it a podcast is it you know popular on tiktok or is it just being you or is it like a small community or is it like a business whatever that is you have to be clear but the key there is you must be original hmm. i think this is the piece that sometimes we all trip up on because we're always watching other people and trying to copy who they are. The times when I've been the most myself and original and authentic, it's been great. And, you know, Tyra Banks said this, she teaches a class at Stanford on personal branding and it's always stuck with me, is different is better than better. Like being different is better than actually being better than than Some something that's, you need to be memorable and, 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 and people need to know when 
Moyen comes on the on the ch- on the screen, mm-hmm. I know what that is. Yeah. You know, when I think of things I love, you know, um, on TikTok and the internet in general, I know who like that that energy, that feeling is, and it's because mm-hmm. they're originals. And I think you know, trends are great and like can help you kind of find your voice. But if you're gonna do a trend, make sure you put your own spin mm-hmm. um, because that's how you know the African kid will mm-hmm. like cut through. No one needs the African kid trying to be Western. The African kid must be the African kid. Like, be who you are. Yeah. Um, and last, I would say, well, two last things <laughs> is have have guts. Like, take action. And sometimes action doesn't mean like the biggest thing. It just means one step forward. Mm-hmm. But like, be bold and shoot your shot and like go for it. Because right. people love people who try. You know, when I when I think of creators that I love, I'm always like. I love the ones that are just like trying. They just need a little bit of help, but like I can see the fires in there because that person you can help and you know they'll make it. Yeah. Um, and lastly, it would be to 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 love yourself um, in in a way of like truly appreciate your being and don't be hard on yourself. Some things will work, some things will not. Be gentle with yourself. Like there are times when I'm like I'm not doing enough. Like I should be like speaking of more things and like doing all these other projects at work and like continue to grow and like, but it's like, you're doing a lot already. You're doing what you're doing. Just be gentle. Like, could chill? Like, this is me to myself. Like you're doing good. Like just some days just being alive and moving forward is enough. Um, and just remembering that it's like all a journey, a marathon and not a sprint. So I would say, know your why, have a vision, take action, love yourself and you'll be fine. There is absolutely nothing to add to that perfect ending. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Again, if you do share it on social media, tag me at MoyTheA1. Hey, and if you have some time, leave me a review in the comment section. Hope you subscribe. Until next time. Bye.